Did you know that fucking LeVar Burton was in town? LeVar Burton? LeVar Burton. Wait, what? Do you know who LeVar Burton is? No. He's the dude from Reading Rainbow. Like Butterfly in the Sky? Butterfly in, in the, the sky. sky. Take a look. It's in a book. book. Reading, Reading Rainbow. Welcome to Just Drink About It, a podcast where we have a few drinks and talk about literally whatever pleases us in the moment, with zero research and 100% speculation. I'm Joe. And I'm Drew. And today we have a very special topic, um, pitched from our own resident vagrant himself, as you remember from a couple episodes back. Yeah, I'm back again, Um, by unpopular demand. (laughs) Actually, you're downvoted on a lot of... a lot of the last episode. No one liked you. But you know what? Fuck it. We're here to fill space. And I love you. I love you too, Joe. Um, but first order of business, Andres, what are you drinking? I am drinking, once again, uh, gin and juice. Because I came back here, and uh, Joey still had the same bottle of Bombay here. So I was like, it, it's I, it's my God-given duty to finish it. Yeah, and we don't record these consecutively. These are coming out at a way later date Absolutely. than they are recorded. And thank you for asking again, Drew. Once a fucking again. Oh, wait, what I'm, are you... Jo, jo, Joey, what are you drinking, my guy? I'm having a vodka and juice. What kind of juice, you may ask? Um, that's only privy to the people who are here. It's none of your goddamn business what exactly. juice is drinking. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't know I was interviewing Snoop Dogg today, but again, Drew's drinking a gin and juice. Absolutely. I have to keep it gangster. Yeah. You always got to stay G. Um, but Drew has a very special... He pitched this idea a little while ago when we were doing the last podcast. Um, and I didn't believe in it at first, but he showed me a passage of text, and it really spoke to being and not being. And I really enjoyed it. So, Drew, would you like to elaborate on that a little bit? So, today's topic is going to be uh, laziness. And uh, whether or not that exists... In a way, we'll explain more about that uh, as we as we go along. In case you're in curious, I, I mean, I was lazy enough to not start this recording, but you know what? Drew motivated me. Yeah, it's a lot of motivation. He is the spirit of life. And we're gonna we're gonna talk more about that and sort of elaborate the best we can while uh, doing almost no research and uh, being drink. kind of inebriated, <laughs> being kind of drunk. Yeah, I'm a. We're a little bit toasty coming into this. We had a little yeah. pregame going on. We're a little punchy, um, but again, we don't record these consecutively. I'm not wearing the same clothes I wore last time. No, yeah. Definitely not. Drew is, because he's a vagrant. But... Yes. I have one outfit, like I'm a cartoon character, and that's it. <laughs> and yes, if you're wondering if he's a villain, he does have a cape. And he rides his motorcycle with a cape. Which but, is dangerous. You shouldn't do that because the cape can get caught in your chain and then, you know, it's a whole... Yeah, you've had that spill when your cape got caught in the chain. Yes. That's covered in the last episode. If it isn't, fuck you, we forgot. <laughs> um, so laziness. Is it real? Is it not? So, um, the the thing sort of that I've thought about as, as pertaining to laziness, we, we, we see a lot of people who... Or even, like, as people pretending to adults, children, what have you, um, who we might call lazy. And I kind of wanted to explore the topic of 
does laziness exist or is it just outside factor is it or is it an absence of drive or resources or mental physical stamina to be able to do something is someone lazy just because simply they don't want to do something is it an inherent character flaw or is it because of outside factors is it because of their is it an environmental thing and i kind of wanted to to just elaborate on that explore that a little more okay so let's explore that for a second we're, we're gonna elaborate on that definitely but first order of business what is someone what is someone considered lazy for what are they not doing that they essentially should be doing and again let's mm-hmm. say that should and would and could are all guilt words yeah by saying i should be doing something you're saying i am expected to do something well expected by who what am i what am i being lazy for mm-hmm. those are all you shouldn't be doing anything and this isn't to cover our asses or anything, but legitimately saying, Drew, you should be outside mowing my lawn right now. That already inherently has the expectation that you should be mowing my lawn right now. Yeah. Meaning that if you're not, whatever else you're doing is stupid. And like, why aren't you mm-hmm. doing that? So yeah. what are we not, like, just in the realm of laziness and the scope of lack of motivation, the absence of essentially being in action, what are we not doing that we're being called lazy for? And by whom? Yeah. And you, you brought up a good subject is, yeah, um, what are we being expected to do? And by whom are we being expected to do that? And why? What are their motivations for wanting us to do those things? And what are what are our own motivations for either doing or not doing those things? And I think that that ties in heavily to our society and you know it's it, it goes down to as simple as, you know, I think a good example for me is a lot of people feel lazy when they just are sort of, you know, idle. When they, a lot of people feel like they're being lazy when they're just Idle in what way? Like, maybe you're lounging at home. Maybe it's your Sunday and you're at home and you're well, and you're just relaxing. But there's something. Usually, there's something that's driving you. That's saying, "I'm being lazy." You know, I'm 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 not doing something that I should or could be doing. Yeah, but and I have a perfect example. So not yesterday, mm-hmm. the day before. Whenever this podcast is being recorded, you don't know. Uh, um, I literally just did nothing but watch Death Note all day. And, like, I, like, in the beginning, I watched, like, a couple episodes because they're, like, 20 minutes long. Yeah. It's on Hulu. It's on Netflix. Not sponsored? No. It should be. <laughs> it should be. Um, I'm not giving a free call out to any of those streaming services, but they should be sending us money because we're talking about them right now. Um, but, no, like, I watched a couple episodes, and I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do today? I don't feel like doing anything. So I literally just sat around and did nothing meaning I laid down I watched Death Note for hours and hours on end got through the first season and we can talk about that on a later point later how the they transition no spoilers actually they're all, it came out fucking 15 years yeah ago. it's an old show. Goddamn show you should have seen Death Note yeah. right now or at least watch the fucking stupid Netflix movie oh, from God. the kid who is from oh, Naked God. Brothers Band <laughs> Nat, Nat Wolf or whatever his name is name her for a fucking bug fuck him <laughs> fuck that dude yeah um no spoilers if you haven't seen the movie fucking turn it off or just go fucking do some shit watch the fucking episodes whatever um but like in my head I was like I'm not I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing I'm catching yeah. up on a show that I haven't seen in forever or I haven't seen at all 
But like literally in my head, I bookmarked it. Like, what am I going to do today? This is what I'm doing today. Oh, I, it's a lazy day. Like yeah. I, I labeled it and I filed it away. Okay. And like, but that begs the question: What should I be doing? Should I be studying? Why don't I want to be studying? Why am I? Why do I have the motivation to just to perform inaction rather than action? You know. And I think that labeling really fucks us up. Like, yeah. why? Why? Why is it so bad to just take a day? To do nothing, when in actuality, doing nothing is essentially doing something. Inaction is still action. You're mm. taking the action to not do anything. Absolutely. Um, but why Why is there so much shame surrounded by not doing anything societally progressive or acceptable? Yeah, and that even ties into even things like um, taking sick days. Mm. You know, we all, we all know the guilt that comes associated with taking a sick day, like, staying home for our own well-being, and I feel like lazy day is the same thing as sick day. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not true, you may not be sick physically, may, but maybe, like, you need a, the mental rest to... No, definitely. ...to and, recuperate. Um, I'm going to inter- interject for one point. Drew, you made a really good... I wasn't... I tried to shy away from this to make this about a capitalist podcast, like if you listen to the last episode. <laughs> yeah. But if you think about it, the concept of sick days, saying, Drew, I'm your employee, I'm your boss, I'm your mm. sociopath. You have 14 days out of the year that you can be physically ill. Yeah. That... Just the concept of saying, you have 14 days to be physically ill, don't come in. Like, allotting time for your physical body to be sick is fucked up in the sense that, oh my gosh, I have 13 days left because I use a sick day. I had 8 days left. Oh my gosh, I have COVID. I'm out for a month. Because, you know, two weeks to ride out the sickness, another two weeks. 14 days doesn't cover that shit. No. We literally had to pass a state of emergency law in California to say that if you have COVID or think you have COVID or come in contact with someone who has COVID, take all the time you need and you still get paid leave. Like, we literally had to pass a law. And the concept behind sick days causes employees to disregard their physical well-being. Oh, yeah. And which which causes more sickness in the long run, if yeah. you you know you you guilt people into coming to work with an infectious disease that's causing no and even even pre COVID just the concept yeah. of sick days is saying like you have a finite amount like no matter how long your body mm. or your mind takes to heal you only have ten days of being sick through this fifty two week year. Mm-hmm. And that causes employees to be like, well, fuck it, I don't have a fever. Also, can we can we just agree that the idea of this employer owns my time for such a humongous amount of time per year, mm-hmm. I think that in itself is a little bit ridiculous. Oh, but that's for another time. Yeah, no, that's going to be another podcast. That's disgusting. <laughs> the fact that you're essentially... Um, an indentured servant because more, yes. more, more than likely people working at these Amazon factories people working at um, Microsoft like Google and we're not talking about the techies that are making creating new algorithms or whatever we're talking about people mopping the floors people that are sweeping up cleaning after all these fucking pieces yes. of shit it is essentially indentured servitude meaning mm-hmm. I can't afford to not work since I can't afford to have a fever right now so I'm going to come in and pretend that I'm not sick and they yeah. don't, they don't, they really don't care. No, the sick days are, it's just a fucking gimmick. But anyways, let's just pull it back and talk about laziness. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's sort of that same guilt 
mm-hmm. that drives you from from thinking that you deserve a day to just rest and be at home and do and enjoy leisure time. Literally, like even labeling it leisure time. Yes, like. Le- leisure the word leisure and it's yes. of itself is a little bit accusatory no exactly like oh you're taking <laughs> leisure time you're taking time for yourself oh i hope you feel better or i hope yeah. you, you enjoy this vacation vacation time it just it speaks to it's just those words those concepts are just there to guilt you into feeling bad that you're not at work yeah feeling bad that you're not producing yeah, exactly. feeling that bad that you're not being Productive in 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 the sense that once I'm going to use the word capitalism in the sense that capitalism. Mm-hmm. No, feel free. It, 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 in the sense that capitalism deems what is productive or not. Yeah. Which no. I, I don't. I, I think productive is such a. It's such a. Bad word. It really is. It really. Because what is what is product like? What are you? I mean, you sitting all day watching Death Note. I, you know, a lot of people would say that's not productive, but is it? Is it not? Are you not producing something? You're producing serotonin in your brain. You're enjoying it. Yeah. You know, Death Note's a great show. So you're <laughs> not about the Death Note. Fucking what's his name? What? Oh, I forget his name. Arturo something. The writer. The director. Oh, I have no clue. Of the original, like, animated manga, not the live action. I have, I have no clue what his name is, but shouts out to him. <laughs> he's a dope dude. Um, also, Attack on Titan. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Don't we don't have to tell you that. Yeah, no. <laughs> First season, it's kind of just tears and anger, but just getting on it now. So, yeah, productivity in and of itself is kind of a... Like, what are you not producing when you're laying there doing nothing? Hidden behind not doing anything and laying there doing nothing, you're choosing to do nothing because every other day you're doing something, being productive, being a productive member of society, getting up, putting your pants on, going to work, making a product for something that you don't profit off of. Yes. And um, I think Drew speaks... Drew, I think you speak to a deeper point laziness is the absence of motivation to be productive and why 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 and that's what it this is sort of like a um a a two-lane highway of the the late the quote-unquote laziness that we're talking about is actually enjoying your your leisure time and and stuff like that yeah we're not talking about depression or anxiety which 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 leads into the other lane of people have this idea of people being lazy you know why i the first thing that comes to my mind at least is laziness and, and the way that we kind of use that word and that idea towards like students and and children mm-hmm uh, kids going to school and you know we we see <laughs> we see a kid who's not excelling in in school and we say they're lazy yeah. you know they're, they they just don't a, try yeah You're they not just don't try yourself. all those stuff i've heard that stuff a million times i'm sure you have hell i still hear it dude i'm in law school <laughs> yeah you don't and, you don't trust yourself you're smart you can do this yeah and all that stuff and that's that's you know, and that creates a complex in a child, definitely, to being like, okay, well, everyone tells me I'm smart, but then they tell me I'm lazy. So what is it? Which one is it? And it's, I think it just, there's a reason someone doesn't, isn't fulfilling their dreams. No one just self-sabotages themselves for fun or for, for the hell of it. 
No. I don't think anybody wants to fail. Nobody wants to fail. No, nobody wants to disappoint their family or their friends. Nobody wants to disappoint anybody. No. Even when it comes to work, no one wants to it's disappoint their like employers or anything. When you're public speaking, yeah. Like say you have a class or whatever, and you're giving a speech. Like mm-hmm. I'm watching your speech. I don't want you to fail. I'm fucking rooting for you. Yeah. But we all have that idea in our head that if we don't say this point or we don't say it transition wise, we fuck up and we suck. Yeah. And I mean, uh, I, and like you said, we referenced this post that I was reading, and basically the gist of it is that there's almost always an underlying cause as to why someone's not performing, as to why someone's not doing or exceeding in the tasks that they care about. It's not simply because they, in their head, they, they're like, I want to disappoint everybody, and I want to not succeed. No one thinks like that. Mm. No one, no one's like that. I don't think. No, I don't. Every, okay, let you know a secret, Drew. Every time I take a final, mm-hmm. like in law school, yes, it's like ninety to a hundred percent that the final is my grade. There's no tests. There's no quizzes. There's no anything else that make up the entire course grade. Yeah. Every time I take one, I don't think I pass. Every time, it could have been less lazy and not watch Death Note and. I have another final in a week. If you listen to the other past, past episode, I have my finals are in two weeks. This is we made this week part. Sure. <laughs> um, but every time I pray that I hope I pass. Yeah. I hope I pass. I hope I wasn't lazy enough. I hope I knew the material. I hope I understood what question was being asked. I hope everything. I I pray and I, I plead that I got everything correctly. No one wants to fail. No one, no one, but there's also a reason why, personally, I have had such a hard time with procrastination. There is a reason, and honestly, I don't want to be a lawyer for the rest of my life. I want to be a fucking farmer. Yeah. I want to give back to the earth because it's given so much to me. I want to, I want to feed it, I want to care for it, I want to love it as it has loved me. And granted that the arguments, oh, we're just mold on bread and we were just designed to be just like takers and not givers and whatever. Mm-hmm. And however you feel about the environment is perfectly fine. You're entitled to that opinion, but I mean, for me personally, I don't. There's a certain point in life where you get to where you think, "Am I just stupid? Am I not just clicking into this mold, or does the societal mold that I've been deemed to fit in? It's like putting a fucking square peg in a round hole. Mm-hmm. That I'm just fucking the hammer is society." And I'm just a square peg trying to be fit in this round hole. And, like, maybe I just don't fit in with the grand scheme of things. Like, again, tying back to what you said. Yeah. Like, laziness has... There's a reason why. And, again, I'm I'm under the maxim that you don't really know what people are going through until you take a step in their shoes. Like, yeah. you're driving, someone cuts you off. Oh, maybe they're trying to rush home to get to their wife because they're having a baby. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Whatever it may be. And, granted, that comes with the other conversation of control and I really don't control anything but that's for another episode but what I'm saying is you're not fucking up by not wanting to do these tasks you're not lazy what I'm saying is, is that maybe just this mold that society's trying to fucking beat you into <clears throat> doesn't yeah. fit for you maybe capitalism doesn't fit for you the, the, the work of being productive maybe the school system doesn't fit for you yeah. maybe the, the curriculum well, doesn't fit for and you. just recently literally just recently they've introduced something called mental health days for like teachers, whatever, etc. 
Yeah. And for people to, but again, it's still like I think that should be for everybody. And but mm. it it really should be. And uh, but again, it, it's not like the concept of six days. Like it, mm-hmm. it's fucked up. Just like saying you have mental health days. Oh, when you're not feeling good enough to come in. Oh, that's great. You can stay home and do your mm-hmm. leisure things. Or but there's still that stigma of mm-hmm. oh, you're just being lazy. I mean, giving you a little personal the the reason why I up and left my last. Most recent job. Yeah, if you listen to the last episode, Drew tells us the yeah. story about how he just up and quit his job. <laughs> it's because my mental health was getting so bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going into this job and feeling this obligation to perform day after day, week after week, and, you know, not feeling like I was adequately compensated and stressed and those kind of things. You know, it's really easy to say that that's your prerogative to say that I was being lazy and I didn't mm-hmm. want to work. But the fact is, that got so bad to where I physically couldn't work. Mm-hmm. I could not go in. Yeah. I couldn't do it. And it was not something that I could do. And I feel like we need to reiterate this. We're not talking about depression. We're not talking about any sort of pre-existing or even yeah. causal existing mental health issues. We're just merely talking about the obligation to perform and having that be exhausting yeah but not to say that those things don't factor in oh i'm I'm sure you suffer from depression as well yeah as i do i mean i'm on some antidepressants that help me be productive but then nothing's 100 percent, and it's i don't fit into society's mold yeah and that that's really what it is you're not lazy the absence of not doing something inaction is still action Yes. Like, if you read the, um, get a little philosophical on you right now, but the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu, Taoism, inaction is still action. You're choosing not to do something. You're, I mean, and you read that quote prior to this episode, like, we work with not Mm -hmm. being more so than we work with being, or we work with both. Like, we build the spokes in a wheel, but it's a center hole that causes the wheel to move. Mm-hmm. Like, not being, not action, inaction is just as good, if not as good, as action. So if we're not allowed these mental health days, and jurisdictionally, regionally, wherever you are, if you're given those days or whatever, that's fantastic. That is a step forward. But yeah. I think what we're missing is the fact that people are just tired of producing. And the labeling it producing, labeling it leisure time, labeling it vacation or sick days or mental health days is mm-hmm. just exhausting in and of itself. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. I think it's, you know... And it starts very... I, th- I think also things aren't... Like I, like I said before, it's kind of a cookie-cutter system when it comes to, you know, jobs, education, things like that. It's not molded to an individual, which would I understand would be hard to do. It's molded but, to um, the idealistic individual. Yeah. Meaning, you're a, a neurotypical, yeah, individual who is a prime candidate for producing. No, no, which I, not well, everybody is. Exactly, we're not we're not all fucking cows looking to be bred with these idealistic genes that make us just want to put more meat out or put more milk out or put more veal or dairy animals or whatever. We're, yeah. we're, we're humans. And you mentioned neurotypical, and I kind of want to touch on the fact, like, autism and ADHD and... 
Yeah. And, and I, I understand, like, schools and stuff are getting more and more... They're expanding programs and stuff like that for and, people. And that's fantastic, and it's great. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like the... It's almost like the Derek Chauvin verdict. How so? Well, it's it's fantastic. It's great. Like, he was guilty in all charges, all charges or whatever. Yeah. It's fantastic. That's historic. It's fucking mm. beautiful and not shitting on that at all. But, mm. like, personally, reading that, I'm like, oh, so this white guy killing a black guy, he was guilty. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, well, where what the fuck was this, like, ten years ago? No, well, I, I feel like it, that... It, it's... Yeah. Nothing to take away from the verdict or whatever. And, again, nothing to take away from having expansive school programs for... Um, non-neurotypicals or autistic or whatever mental hurdles that you have to jump over. Yes. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, where the fuck was this like 10 years ago? This is... The yeah. le- it, it, you're just paying it common human decency. Yeah, no. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I completely understand. Speaking as somebody who like sort of slipped through like the ADHD cracks, mm-hmm. like... Me too, high five. Yeah. You know, when I was when I was going through school, it wasn't no one even thought to test me for ADHD or anything like that. They, back in back in those days, which I feel fucking old saying, but back I'll, then... I'll back. I'll back. <laughs> none of your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> back then, and even further back, you, you'd, you'd slip through the cracks. If you had ADHD, mm-hmm. they didn't really have as, as a robust program as maybe they do now of catching that and yeah, saying, no, well, this person needs extra help. Well, and especially with autism, like as, as it becomes more prominent and more recognized, they I I, I feel terribly for for uh, the autistic people back who, when before there well, was programs in place and stuff, and who well, just slipped through you, the crack as being you, seen as being seen as lazy. Yeah, and have you heard of those people who like now enrolling their children in? non-neurotypical expansions like the autism and whatnot and they're reading mm-hmm. through these books of what autism is yeah. and then they realize that they have it themselves. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I'm, you know, terrible at small talk or I'm terrible at, yeah. um, you know, new people make me nervous, I'm sticking to this routine or whatever. Again, there's zero research mm. we're not shitting on anybody but um, there has been this influx of people who who have been reading through the pamphlets or the books yeah. how to deal with their autistic child or potentially autistic child and they come to realize that they're autistic themselves. Yeah. And it's and they just realize that they slipped through the cracks because yeah. there was nobody there to catch anything or recognize those signs and and I'm sure they went through hell mm-hmm. going through the school system and even even into adult life. Yeah, no definitely. It can be very hard for those people. And um, I do want to share a personal story now that we're on the topic of just, we're not pushing medication, but just figuring something out with yourself and seeing what's out there for whatever you think or potentially may be going on with yourself. Mm -hmm. So I went to go see a psychiatrist about pre-pandemic. Nice skin watch check. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Listen to about two episodes back. We'll get the skin watch joke. <laughs> so pre-pandemic, but 
post-opioid crisis, so doctors were always, like, on watch of who is coming to get drugs. And I was just like, I can't focus. I need to be more productive. What the fuck's wrong with me? Uh, I went to go see a psychiatrist. And I filled out all the paperwork, and it's ex- if you've ever been to psychiatrists, it's extensive paperwork. And it's not just, like, a therapist or someone. This is someone who you want to seek help from. This is you mm-hmm. asking for help. And I went, and I explained it to her. I was like, hey, I'm having a hard time studying. Oh, they're like, oh, how are your school grades? I was like, well, I failed math. You know, I mm-hmm. failed this class. I failed this class. Blah, 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 blah. And I understand the struggle because, look, I'm 24, 25 when I went in there. And I was like, hey, look, just give me something. Essentially is what, what, yeah. they, what they saw me asking. Yeah, so when you're diagnosed with ADHD or some sort of autism or some sort of um, any sort of thing that lacks production... Yeah. Any sort of atypical, not neurotypical. Um, there's skepticism going on, and again, this is at the height of the opioid crisis. Yeah. Um, so doctors are really on watch of what they're giving out. And no, because they think different. you're you're trying to no, you're ex- here just exactly, to get drugs. Exactly, and, and I'm 23, 24, 25, just coming in, being like, hey, now I had this problem. Mm-hmm. And but in actuality, I've always had this problem. I can't focus yeah. for shit. I can't sit down at a desk for eight hours. Mm. I can't do that. And really, all they told me was, oh, you need structure. And they literally just like, you need structure, sent me on my way. Like, oh, well, cool. Thanks. Hey, yeah. you, you need structure. No. That'll be $3,000. Oh, <laughs> that's another podcast. They called me for billing, but I'll, I'll include it on the next one. But no, in actuality, I was like, I, I literally told this lady my life story in 45 minutes, all the trauma and everything. Mm. And I was like, this is what's going on. Um, I haven't, I didn't fail as many classes as I needed to to meet the criteria. So I, so here's the thing. I failed math in 7th and 8th grade. To the point to where I had to drop out a band mm. to focus on math. Like, it was just bad. It was horrible. But I forgot that because that was just something that I blacked out because that was me not being productive. Yeah. And so I, I mentioned it, but, but she was like, oh, you didn't fail enough classes. Oh, you didn't fail everything. Oh, you were too old. That was like the gist I was getting. And I, I understand it was at the height of the opioid crisis. I understand that they have to be watchful or mindful of what yeah. they're giving out and everything. But it's, but at the same time, I literally, like trauma and everything, I told them everything. And they just came out and be like, oh, you just need a schedule. The fact that you need to make this sort of ch- checklist. Like it, it was my fault. For having this issue, yeah, it was you didn't do shitty enough. Again, they're saying you're being too lazy. Yeah, like you're not. So they diagnosed you with laziness. Yeah, like this is your fault. Essentially, you didn't meet the checklist for for having ADHD or whatever else you might mm-hmm. have. So you get diagnosed with just being lazy. Yeah, and that's yeah. awful. Exactly. That's terrible. And so you get no help. Back on, um, you know, the way that uh, society sort of treats atypical people. You know, maybe people with autism or ADHD or what have you. I think it's kind of unfair. I think they're they're the only reason that certain forms of autism is bad is because it's not conducive to capitalism and ADHD. Same thing. Mm-hmm. I I think it's the seen as society. a it's seen as a disorder only because it's a disorder to capitalism. Mm-hmm. To, quote-unquote productivity in what we've been talking about earlier. And I did hear this quote recently, is that, um, quote-unquote, atypical or 
autistic people are the only ones that know what's actually going on. That us, quote-unquote, neurotypicals, if you consider yourself neurotypical. I don't. <laughs> neither do I. Um, but people who are considered productive members of society yeah. view themselves. Like, they're the ones that are fucked. Like, it's, it is the people that view it slightly skewed. Mm-hmm. Or those are the real people. Like, real people see it for what it is rather than what we should see it as. And again, should are the guilt words. Like, you should be seeing it this way. Like, if you yeah. don't, there's something wrong with you. Hence the educational system. Hence the job labor force. Hence the fucking society that we live in. Yeah. It's people... Autistic people aren't, you know... Being autistic isn't... It's not disruptive. It's it, it's not inherently disruptive. It's not inherently bad unless you frame it in the context of capitalism and, and having these people work a regular 9-to-5 job. Having ADHD necessarily... I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's different. I think, I, I think that goes in, with a lot of things. And different isn't necessarily bad, and I think that speaks to... Yeah. The, if you listen to the last couple episodes that we put out, at least for me and Drew, like the square peg in the round hole, like you're not, not fitting the task, you're just... You're built for a different task. Exactly. Like you not wanting to do a certain task isn't necessarily indicative of your lack of productiveness or the absence of action. Yeah. It is merely just that you don't fit the task. Like, you don't want to do that. And when society only deems you, gives you a checklist of ten tasks and you can do about one out of ten, you feel like a piece of shit. And you don't get that material gain or that, like, wealth that is attributed with, quote-unquote, successful people. Yeah, it, it's it's set up to basically alienate the those who aren't built strictly for a nine-to-five job or something like that along those lines. And it's... I think it's really... And it, it's really fucking gross. Yeah. It is, it is. I mean, because society's outcasts are people or the vagrants or the... the... <laughs> <laughs> the people who can't work a nine-to-five job. But in actuality, what they're not asking is, is our system fucked up? What, they're, what they are asking is... What the fuck's wrong with you for not being able to work this nine to five job? Like it's putting the onus, it's putting the the burden of proof on you to prove to society that you're not able to work this nine to five job. Hence mental health days, hence vacation days, hence leisure time. Like even just labeling it, labeling anything takes it away from the thing that it actually is. So like take a flower for example. Okay. See a flower growing. It's on a plant, but as soon as you pick it. It's no longer a flower. It's no longer the thing that thrives. It's no longer the thing that's alive. And tying that into the capitalistic example that we provided is that you take a child or you take a person or someone who's grown up within this capitalistic society is that as soon as they stop being the means of production, we fucking cast them out. Yeah. When in actuality, it's not their fault. It's the system's fault. It's not that they didn't fit into the task they were designed. It's that the task was not designed for them in mind. Yeah. Meaning the task was designed for the quote-unquote neurotypicals. For the people that can... The ideal, idealistic example of society that is the one who can produce the most. Not that this person is the, the fucking square peg in the round hole. Like, it's, it's not the society... 
that the society isn't the problem, it's the person's problem. And they put the onus on you to get help, to get medication or whatever, when in actuality it's the system that yells at you to get the help itself. And there's a, there's a beautiful variety of people in this world. There's a lot of very different people. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody contributes so many different things. And I think that the way things are going, it discourages any sort of personality or or quirks about you that aren't strictly designated to making money. I don't I don't really want to live in that world. I don't really subscribe to that idea. I think as much as a, of a bleeding heart liberal thing as it is to say, I think individuality should be celebrated and and welcomed more and appreciated more in uh in what we do every day. And I feel like you even putting a liberal <laughs> label on what well, you're yeah. saying is a bit demonstrative of the labeling society that we've grown up in. Yeah, true. Anyways, speaking to atypicals and neurotypicals alike, being lazy isn't wrong. Being lazy isn't being lazy at all. You're literally choosing to take inaction over action. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to take not being over being and in the Taoists like I said earlier like the the, we build the spokes for the wheel but it's the hole in the wheel that causes us movement that causes us progression we build a house we build the outside structure but it's the inside the absence of anything going on that makes it livable we build a pot but the inside is what we use so more often than not, we use non-being over being itself. Yeah. Meaning that inaction is equivalent, if not greater, to action. Meaning inaction is the same as action. Choosing not to do something is the same as choosing to do something. It's whether or not it vibes with society. So laziness <clears throat> isn't actually laziness at all. It's merely choosing to not do one thing over another. And honestly, I think that's beautiful. And to surmise my point, um, I don't think anybody is inherently quote-unquote lazy. I don't think anybody strives to disappoint their peers or family members or anything like that. I think they're always they're, there's always underlying circumstances for why someone acts the way they do or does the things that they do. And I, think hum- I don't think human nature is to disappoint or to underperform. I think human nature genuinely is to succeed and to thrive and i think it just depends on 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 the circumstances and 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 what that person deems as thriving or producing that person is what matters society yeah and what whether that lines up with with societal roles or not i think everybody me you joey and everybody out there want to succeed we all do and yeah. they and and if we're not there's obviously something in the way there's obviously some sort of outlying factor contributing to our success or lack thereof and i don't think it's so cut and dry i don't think no to second that i don't think success is objective yeah it's subjective meaning you have people that love you bam you're successful you have it doesn't matter how much money you have it doesn't matter how much material items you have or whatever 
whether you're quote unquote atypical or neurotypical or whatever, mm-hmm. you're loved and yeah. my maybe my goals are to uh, <laughs> kayak down the river as many times as I can this summer, and in in that maybe I will succeed, and and that could be my own happiness outside of. Making money or anything like that. What society tells you that happiness is. Essentially, I think we've concluded that laziness isn't real. Yeah. It isn't. Because, but laziness, laziness is merely a labeling term. And I would be remiss to not address this. But the stereotypical Mexican, for example. Anecdotally, take... Mexican just got done working in the fields, right? Mm-hmm. Just got done picking grapes, peaches, strawberries, whatever. Whatever crop comes in your mind. And he just stops by, stops by for a nap. He takes a nap. And then the predominant species, the predominant class of person, stands over him and is like, oh, look at this Mexican. He's obviously lazy. But they're filling in the gap with labels rather than actually reality. And, and and what's most important is they don't know the entire story. Exactly. And again, we don't know anyone's entire story, mm. which is one of my creeds that I do like to follow from time to time. Like yeah. You don't know what the person that you're criticizing is going through. Uh, merely anecdotal evidence, but I feel like that speaks to a broader point of... Just because you're doing this one thing, quote unquote, choosing to be lazy or choosing to take leisure mm-hmm. time or vacation time or mm-hmm. sick days or mental health days or whatever, like. Yeah. And that even goes into um, homelessness, things like that, which I'd love to touch on in a future podcast if you'd have me again. And we will. We'll see how these ratings come out. Everyone listen to Drew being a resident <laughs> vagrant motorcycle. And also, Recap of what happened a couple episodes ago. He does have a sleeping bag now. Yes, I've purchased a sleeping bag. It's a Coleman. It is a Coleman. I decided to splurge on myself. Mm-hmm. I was feeling fancy. Protected from the yeah. I was able to. House. I was able to buy a Coleman sleeping bag with all the proceeds from this uh, podcast. That's making us so much money. Yes, find us on Patreon. If you don't <laughs> like it, fuck you. Um, but anyways, Drew, thank you for joining us again. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I am so happy you're here. You're giving us some great insight. We've happy had a great to be conversation. here. Um, if anyone, again, for new listeners, check us out at Just Drink About the Number One. Because Twitter fucks you on the amount of characters that you can have in the handle. <laughs> um, hey, Sean, if you're listening, fuck you. He always laughs at me when I pick Yeah, Sean, fuck you. Yeah. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Any vagrant projects you're working on? Uh, no. I'm working on just living my life and having fun. And I love you guys. Alright, I love you too. Thanks, pal. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye.